Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double breasted black blazer from a new to me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for, but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. listening to About Progress, where we are about progress made practical. So in our basement, soon after we moved in, I assembled almost an entire wall full of bookcases from Ikea. And by the way, you have to screw anything into the wall that you get from Ikea, but I digress. Um, These shelves were so important to install right away because our family culture circles a lot around books. And it's something I'm really proud of 25-year-old Monica with her first baby that she instilled this love of reading in her kids. And we have a lot of books and we needed a place to house them in addition to a few puzzles and games. So I put in some work to get those books on the shelves and in ways where there was a semblance of a system. I mean, not like color coded or very genre specific, but even those standards have been dropped over the last two and a half years of living here. I gradually eased up that things need to go where they go. And instead, I only have one standard, put the books back on the shelves. Now, when I say that, I mean, slide the book upright in between other books, no books on the floor. No books set sideways on top of another row of books. No books stacked. A few months ago, Brad came down to a scene in the basement, and it was of me angrily putting books back on the shelves. Now, as I was doing this, I had these thoughts, and the thoughts were not very pleasant, but let me tell you them honestly. Nobody cares about these books. Nobody cares about me. I'm the only one who cares about any of these things. It was not a fine moment, but a telling one, because that's what resentment does. It shows us where we feel unseen or undervalued, 
And it also gives us some positive information as well. How, you might be wondering. Well, I'm going to walk you through that as you hear a coaching call I did with a progressor named Sarah. Sarah came to me to talk about the resentment she's been struggling with as a stay-at-home mom, a role that she long wanted and still wants, but also one that makes her feel trapped under the weight of the invisible labor she's long carried with her role. Sarah and I talk through what triggers the resentment in her and more importantly, what she can do to better manage it. That's all coming up after a quick break for our sponsors. It may not be the beginning of the year anymore, but it's never too late to make your own do something list. I have a fully updated and free training to help you create a DSL to add more fulfillment, more fun, and more you into your 2024. The results have been life-changing for so many. The training includes a guide, me teaching a workshop in either video or audio form, however you learn best, and tons of updated examples of real DSLs from members of our own community. You can find the training by going to aboutprogress.com DSL. Sarah, thanks for doing this coaching call with me today. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about you? Yes. So I am a mom and I like to call myself a domestic engineer and hobby farm manager. I've got um, four children. Youngest is eight, oldest is 17. So I'm kind of out of the little kid stage, but you know, there's a lot of new things that come up with the with older children i love cooking food is like food is my love language <laughs> i i actually studied food science in college i have a, a bs in food science and so i didn't really do anything with that and in, in terms of a career but it has really influenced my cooking and everything but that's that's where i find the most Enjoy that and I love gardening. I have a very large garden. We have Amazing. chickens. I enjoy being outdoors. And if I need a quiet time, it's like, okay, I'm gonna go out and weed in the garden. And the kids I know will leave me alone because I'm working. <laughs> and they don't want to be pulled into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love learning more about you. And I'm Thank pleased you. that you're here today. How about you tell us why you were interested in doing a coaching call? So I've especially for the last few years, I've been feeling a lot of resentment when it comes to my relationship with my family. Feeling, you know, underappreciated. I I definitely am a like acts of service type person. I like to serve other people. I like to do things for other people. And then when it doesn't come back to me, I I feel like I'm not oh not being appreciated, not feeling the the love that I need to or feel like I, I should get from from the people I'm closest to. Mm. So I, I've been dealing with a lot of resentment and, and struggle with with my relationship with with my family, with my husband and with my children. Okay. And so if if I were to phrase this as a question, it's how do I better manage my resentment I'm having with my relationships and my family. Yes. Yes. Because I know the only person I can truly change is myself. 
um, okay. and how I relate to other people, I can't change them. Yeah. Okay. And in many ways, that is true. You can't yes. change people. But if you have a, you know, willing relationships, you can shape them. And right. there is hope for behavior to change ultimately. Right. And I, I feel like I, as I can change my own behavior and my own reactions, that those things will kind of naturally follow me. And I have to be careful not to expect too much because once yeah. again, um, I, I'm working on myself, but I, I feel like if I can manage it better, that I will, my reactions, because I'm, I can be cranky and impatient and that will hopefully start to change as I feel better about my situation. Okay. And that's actually what I was going to ask. How do you, like, how does this resentment manifest? You, you just said you feel a little bit more cranky, you get impatient. What else? I can be very irritable when I, I feel like I'm not being appreciated or I can also kind of just shut down and okay. just kind of I'm silent and fume or I well mm -hmm. sometimes it will come out as guilting like why do I do all of this for you and you guys mm -hmm. don't ever do anything for me for example I, I will make a really nice breakfast for my kids and they put their plates in the sink. They don't check the, the dishwashers ready for dishes. And then they leave everything on the table for me to clear off. And if I'm in a hurry, I come home and the milk's still on the table going bad. And I just, I will say, gosh, guys, why can't you do this? You know, I made breakfast for you. And here I'm having to clean it all up. And, you know, using guilt, which I know isn't the best way to manage it but that's how it comes out in the moment when I'm I'm dealing with these sorts of things yeah I can see a lot of pain with this and it's something that I actually really resonate with and I know so many so many so many women do it's that teeter-totter of overreacting or yeah. shutting down yeah and it's like you're on that teeter-totter and it doesn't feel like you can control which way it's going and whatever way it's going, it's at a level where you're not managing it well. That's It's right. not you. Yeah. It's not you in charge. Okay. Um, you described making breakfast and this kind of thing coming up. Are there any other scenarios where you're like, this is pretty indicative of what it looks like for me? Um, well, I, I feel like I do a lot for my children. Um, I want to, because that's how I show my love for them is to to do things for them to drive them places or, you know, for example, if they forget something at home that's really important for school, I will, it, as long as it fits into my schedule, I will drive to the school and I will drop it off. And then when everybody's home, I feel like getting them to do their chores is like pulling teeth. It doesn't happen. So I feel like I'm giving, 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 and they don't give back so I end up with a house that's not very clean because they don't do their chores and I'm feeling resentment because I've been running them around doing all the things trying to remind them to do what they're supposed to and it doesn't always happen I hope that makes sense <laughs> it does 
you know, the thing that just keeps coming to mind for me, Sarah, is just what you're experiencing and what you're putting to words is the pain of being the person who is bearing the the majority of the weight of invisible labor in your home. Yes. And carrying both the mental and physical labor that goes underneath all of that in ways where it feels painful to not be noticed. It feels painful to not be seen, to be supported, Mm -hmm. um, to see that other people are noticing the real work that it goes, that goes into upholding and supporting a household and all the many, many layers of work that goes into that. Like so many that we can't even name. So let's talk about resentment though. Okay. Let's lean into this a little bit more. Uh, Resentment is a sign of a lot of things. And I mean, this is the kind of feeling that I typically need to spend a lot of hours unfolding the many layers, but more at the surface and two directions that we can go a little deeper in. The two big main things that resentment points to is one, it points to what we actually want. I know that may seem confusing because you're like, what does not what it feels like? (laughs) Right. Talk more about that. And the second big thing it points to is this idea of choice. So let's go those two directions Mm -hmm. as much as we can today and give you a place to leave this call and keep pursuing those two directions and make more progress in that. And as you do that, I think you're going to find more trickle down effect of other areas that you could identify that play into this, like better communication and follow through with maybe other members of your household who can contribute as well in terms of helping people follow through. I'm thinking maybe your spouse or right. having more house rules, like things like that can come. But let's do the deep kind of work here first. So let's talk about what you want. If you were to name what you actually want and how what this resentment is showing you you want, does anything come right to mind? That's actually something that I have thought of a lot. One thing that comes up frequently when I think about that is I don't want to feel like I'm responsible for everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, I like to have control or feel like things are in control, which those two things really fight against each other because to not be responsible I have to say okay well I'm going to let this person be responsible for this and whatever happens I have to be happy with that Um, or at least accept that well they're responsible for it and so if that's how it turns out but then I'm like but I want my house clean right (laughs) if I Mm -hmm. say you are responsible for doing this one thing well when it doesn't happen it still affects me and I don't like like that. I think the main thing is just I feel like everything in my family depends on me. And if I weren't there, everything would fall apart. And I don't like feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Especially because from what you've said, it's not like people are even aware just how much everything would fall apart. Right. If you were to step away. And at the same time, Monica, maybe it wouldn't. Maybe I'm just being so, Hmm. everything has to be this way that if I were 
believe maybe they would just find new ways of doing it that aren't the way that I would do it. And that's okay. Okay. Hmm. You know, so I think maybe that's something I need to work on understanding and, and believing that I don't have to be responsible for everything because people will figure out how to do things and it won't be the way that I do it. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. Okay, what I'm seeing that you want, you don't want to bear the weight of being responsible for everything. Right. Of all the things. I've also, I I think, heard you say that you want to be noticed more. Yes, absolutely. Do you also want more support? Is that an, another word for this? I don't know that support is the right word because at least with my husband, he's forgetful and forgets a lot of the things that I ask him to do to it. I know that he does support me. He does the dishes almost all the time in our house. I do a lot, but he, you know, Mm -hmm. there are ways that I am being supported. So I'm not sure that that's quite the right word. So let's leave just a little bit of an open space there. Yeah. What else you want? Let's kind of make some space there and see what we come back to of other ways we can say, oh, actually, I want this. This is what I want. But right now we have, we, you want to be noticed more. You want to be less responsible for everything. Now with these wants, you have some fears and it seems like fear of letting go of control. Yeah. In many ways. Yeah. Fear of making trade-offs. With those things, are you afraid of making the wrong trade-offs? Are you afraid of those trade-offs being a reflection of you and your quality, your work, your efficacy as a mother? What are you afraid of in terms of what you're letting go or what you would be letting go of? Would you define trade-off for me so I know that um, I'm processing it right? So when you have to let go of control a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. You mentioned how that means you have to be okay with the way people do things. Right. Or you have to be okay with the way they are not doing it. And the trade-off right. of either having to enforce consequences or having to have hard conversations or having to bear the labor of of reminding people that they not not like you're reminding them, nagging them, but reminding them of the natural consequences that will happen as they are not doing these things and how much it matters to you. I mean, it can just kind of spiral, <laughs> right? It um, absolutely does. Yeah, tr- a trade off is where you are choosing one thing, you're saying yes to one thing and no to another. Essentially, okay. <laughs> I don't think I'm worried about being judged by others. With those trade-offs, I think most of it is the the control issue. I I do tend to border on and being really anxious, and mm-hmm. I think that control is my part of my way of coping with that. That you know, if mm-hmm. I do it this way, I know it works every time. Or um, and so letting in the control, yeah. So letting go of control tends to make me more anxious because. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know mm. how it's going to end up. And so I I just kind of buckle down on the control because at least it's familiar and I know what's going to happen. Okay. 
So what's attached to that fear of letting go is the fear of uncertainty. Yeah, absolutely. That is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Especially because like in advance, like you said, they could actually step up. They could, they could do it in a different way, but that's not certain. And also they may not do it. And, and how it unfolds, like that spiral I just mentioned, that's pretty, that's not a clear, like, oh, this will happen. Mm-hmm. Like this is right. guaranteed either way. Okay. So don't worry, we're going to come back to this. Okay. This whole area of what you want. I want to lean into the other side to this, that resentment points to something that I actually see come up a lot. And women who are feeling resentment, they're also feeling despair in many okay. ways. And despair is kind of a companion emotion, feeling to resentment, very valid. But despair always shows us that we don't feel like we have choices. Like, mm-hmm. I am the only one who can do this. Right. Like, I do not have a choice in this scenario. If they don't put their dishes in the dishwasher, that's me. Right. If, if they are not being driven by me to their activity, then they don't go. If they forget their lunch, like, it's all the steps, right? Of, right. Of not feeling like you even have a choice to not do something like that. Is that resonating with you? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. In what ways? In what ways do you feel like I don't have a choice? I think it's the anxiety of the unknown that if I don't do it, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's very scary. There are all things that I want that I want to happen, right? I want to have a clean home. I want to have my children eat lunch if they mm-hmm. forget it at home, you know, that they're they're all good things i just you, you, you want feel, to be a good mom right exactly i it's like this is the heart of it all yeah right i want to to do things that will help support my children and what they're doing and what they're learning and if i don't do it then they don't get that basically sarah this is really hard <laughs> i mean like <laughs> you're like yeah no doubt like it is really difficult but it's also not unusual. And I say that not to downplay or dismiss how painful this is. It's actually to validate it. Right. Because this is a very common thing, especially when resentment is stemming from someone who is doing this all with good intention. Right. Of trying to be a good, fill in the blank for this, in this case, a good mom. Right. So it's not like you're like, I have bad intentions and right. I am just thinking of myself. But in doing this invisible work for so long and carrying such massive weight in ways that people can't see, it can come at a cost. Right. And that cost for you is feeling a lack of these things. Like you don't feel noticed. It's coming at a cost of feeling like you can't have choice. It's coming at the loss of not being able to drop a ball here and there or to know that you don't have to be responsible for everyone and everything. Right. It's time to take a quick break for our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Hum Nutrition, a leading vitamin brand on the forefront of wellness. Rooted in science and backed by clinical research, Hum offers clean and targeted formulas that help you reach your wellness goals from gut and skin health to vaginal and hormonal balance. Hum has specific solutions that work for you. 
I first tried Hum Nutrition years ago when a friend with the most fabulous skin recommended the supplement Turn Back Time, swearing that it did so much for her skin, and I was immediately impressed with Hum's clean ingredients and clinically tested results. And those same factors remain in all of their supplements, including Flatter Me, the one you might have seen go viral on TikTok. With Flatter Me, you take one capsule with your meal or treat for those types that have typically bothered your tummy in the past, and its 18 full-spectrum enzymes break down food to support healthy digestion and reduce bloating. I love to pair it with something more dairy-heavy or even broccoli-heavy that I'm going to be doing tonight, and my tummy thanks me each time I do. Curious to learn more about Flatter Me and other clean and effective hum nutrition solutions? We have a very special offer for you. Head to humnutrition.com, that's H-U-M nutrition.com, and get 40% off your first order with code PROGRESS. Reach your wellness goals and head to humnutrition.com, that's H-U-M nutrition.com, today as this offer expires soon. Terms and conditions apply. Have you ever finished an episode and thought, I wish I could buy Monica a soda to thank her for that? Well, then I have good news for you. For the price of one gas station soda a month, you can support me and this work. Supporters of About Progress get special access to exclusive online meetups, my secret reading diary, and my private premium ad-free podcast, More Personal, and so much more. You can learn more on how you can support the future of About Progress by going to aboutprogress.com support. What of that is ringing true to you? That, that feeling of, I can't drop the ball. Mm-hmm. That waves, that pressure, that feeling trapped in something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. That I, you know, in a way I really love, but I feel trapped. And okay, yeah, I'm Sorry. so impressed that you would use that word because it's really loaded. But I don't think there's a better word to describe this. There really isn't, and, and I think mm-hmm. it's that combination that trapped in something that I love, trapped in yeah. something that I want. Mm-hmm. because I chose this life. I chose what I'm doing. I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about this time in my life where I recognize I had the same exact experience, right? Of feeling right. resentful of the beautiful life I always wanted. Right. I have yet to ever have a negative email or critique or message about that because I think many women understand what you are saying here. Right. I don't want a different life. I want it to feel different. Exactly. Yeah. And as part of that, there are some changes that need to happen as a family. There right. are some major changes and we can, we can talk about that. Okay. And we will, but those changes take time and they also take more labor from you. <laughs> and I'm one of those people like, I like to just know, right. just tell me t- what to expect. And this is one of those things like expect that it is going to take more time and work for your family to make the changes that need to happen so that your life will feel different. Right. It will actually probably look a lot the same on the outside, but it will feel different because of the changes you can make as a family. 
But in the meantime, we're going back to what you said at the very beginning of the call, because you're really smart. <laughs> it does start with the internal ones. Yeah. And it actually starts by anchoring into those two things. Anchoring in that you have wants and knowing what they are. And you do have a choice. One of the most radical things a therapist did for me is remind me that I actually did have a choice. You know what I was describing? Like all the things that were going on with my little family and the way I was caring and how essentially I could not drop a ball and that only I could carry all of this. And she actually was like, um, you can leave your family. Have you given yourself that choice? And I was like, no, how terrible. You know? <laughs> right. So she's like, what if you open yourself up to that? But not because she wanted me to, but because in giving me that pause, like, what do I want? It helped me see, I do not want to do that. Right. Because I don't want to leave this family. I'm choosing this family. I'm choosing these special needs kids that right. are really demanding. I am choosing the complications in my marriage that are going to take a lot of work. I'm choosing the hard conversations. I'm choosing the communication. I'm choosing the labor to get my family where it needs to be. And I know I'm talking a lot right now, but the reason I'm saying that is because Eve Rotsky did a lot of research on this. And as painful as this is to know, her research shows that each relationship, including in families, they need a change maker. Uh-huh. Someone who is willing to raise their hand and and choose what they want and show like, this is how we are going to change. Okay. And I'm going to do the work and I need you to do it alongside me. And as part of that, there is kind of an or else and, and that that's tough. And that's where the communication comes in. Right. And, but honestly, you're already living the or else. Right. Or else you get someone who is not me. Or else you get damage to our relationships. Or else there is so much stress in our home that I am someone I do not want to be. Or else our connection suffers. You're already living it. Right. Yeah. I agree. So let's talk about what we can anchor into. What do you want? I know we already talked about this, so it's kind of a revisit, but it's also like, what else is coming up for you? I want this. Right. Well, I I I want people to step up and take ownership of what they want. Okay, that's good. Um what else? I see. I want to detach from the things that aren't important to me that may be important to someone else and let it be important to them and let them make it important and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so often um, I find that, well, if it's important to you, well, then I'm going to make it happen for you. But that's not the way that it should be. And that's that's something that I've had <laughs> a, a lot of conversations with when I'm out in the garden working, you know, discovering, okay, what's important to me? This This project's important to me. Well, this project's important to my husband. But I'm doing it for him. So maybe I need to stop doing it for him and say, okay, if this is important to you, I'm going to let you do it. 
This is good. Keep going. I think I need to figure out, you know, when it, when it comes to things that are important to me, what I am willing to do to make it happen and then leave the, re- gosh, I'm not sure how to, how to put this. I'm thinking mostly like in cleaning, like what's really important mm. to me and make sure that I'm doing it and then let the rest of it go and let other people be in charge of, of that thing. This is where I'm going to try to put words to what yeah. I feel like you're saying. And you can say yes or no um, or something different. Okay. It seems like you're saying, I want clarity on what matters to me yes. so I can take ownership of those things and then better delegate the other things that don't matter as much for me. Yes, that, that, that's perfect. Okay. If you were to put some like feelings or emotions to what you want, like, how do you want to feel in your life? What would those be? I would love to feel more peace. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that is is out of my control. Well, a lot of that comes from me learning to manage uh, my anxious feelings better. But also choosing not to worry about what I don't need to worry about. Okay. So with that piece comes also the action of better supporting yourself, it sounds like, uh-huh. um, in, in ways that you may need, whether they're habit-wise, you know, making right. sure that you're getting on a walk or you're journaling to support the anxiety that may come up for you and also the literal work of letting things go. Right. Yeah. So more peace. Any other emotions or feelings? I want more. I want to feel more carefree. Mm-hmm. I know that the the times when I'm connecting best with my children, with my spouse, I'm I'm, I'm not naturally a very silly person. That I, you know, that there's times when it's just like I I let expectations go and I just let things be silly and and fun and not worrying about okay next step next step next step let's do the next thing or you know let's hurry. I, I would love to have more of that. I mean, it, it goes along with peace a lot. Just does, because yeah. that lack of of worry and being like, I can, I can just be silly right now, and it's okay. Yeah, it seems like a, even though you're sitting, you're not naturally that person. It seems like a part of you, though. You know, a part that yeah. you'd like to be around more. Right. Exactly. A part that's less stressed, less urgent. Yes, I, I'm very much uh, urgent. I have to do these things and don't like being interrupted. I, I want to be less of that. Be more flexible? Yeah, yeah. This is good stuff. Okay, I'm going to just repeat some of these things back to you. And if there's okay. anything else on the tip of your tongue, they're like, I want more of this. Let's add to it, whether it's a feeling or a literal thing here. Right. I want people to step up more and take ownership of what matters to them. I want to detach from what does not matter. I want more clarity on what matters to me and better delegate the rest. I want more peace. I want more letting go. I want less urgency, less stress. I want more flexibility. Yeah, that that sounds that sounds good. 
And one word I would suggest too is I want to be myself. Because that resentment to me is just why it's so painful. It's because it's not only making you not feel like yourself, it's making you not act like the person you know you really are. Right. Yeah. I would agree. So what we do, like we said, we start here. And we start with knowing what we want and owning what we want. Right. I want these things. This is the big picture of why it matters that you are willing to step into the role as the change maker. Okay. Because not only will these things be what happens, and they will. I am telling you, this is what is reachable and on the other side of this work, even though it continues to take work, but it will get easier with time. So now that we have owned better, this is what I want. It also helps us know what choices we are going to make from here, starting internally. So for you, what choices do you feel like you can own for yourself? I I think first and foremost, I need to choose to stay and try. Beautiful. Because I'm choosing to continue to want my life in the way that it is. Hmm. So I'm going to choose. I'm choosing to stay. I'm choosing to try and try and try. I'm choosing my life. However yeah. complicated and messy it is right now, I am choosing this life still. This exactly. Is what exactly. Okay. What else do you know you can choose? I can choose to confront the things that are making me anxious about my life. Okay. Instead of, you know, hiding and numbing. Some of it, I think, is is choosing some different habits that might give me more fulfillment in in who I am. Yeah. I I think that there's a lot that I can change about how I'm coping with the the stress and the resentment that if I can find better things to to manage it that it will lead to less resentment overall because I'm managing things better. People and, can't see, but I'm shaking my head, like nodding it so hard. It's about <laughs> to fall off my my neck. But um yes. And I will tell you honestly, because being a change maker takes so much work and time, but it is possible and it will happen to right. those things I am very certain of especially for you. I am certain of those two things. I do not think you and your life and your family are a lost cause. Yeah, I I do not. But with that, I can tell you that that fulfillment piece, feeling like yourself, feeling full of yourself, that is what will give you the energy to keep going. And it will give you the self that needs to be coming back in here. More than anything, I think if you felt like yourself, you'd be able to manage this resentment that might come up, manage what needs to happen, manage the hard conversations, manage the systems that will change, the delegation. Right. But it comes back to, am I supporting myself? Do I feel like myself? Right. That's huge. Now what will happen from here is this trickle-down effect. And once you have more of this core you're going to be able to have more of an inner compass to lead you in what hard conversations to have. Okay. What things to delegate, what consequences are going to be happening. 
but that can come with time. We don't have to know it all now. We don't have to have an exact plan. We don't have to have a script for the conversations because it will be different for each person, even within your own family, about what those conversations will look like. And they'll take, they'll take many conversations too. But that's the most important part. You were right all along. Uh-huh. I mean, you knew this, Sarah, even coming into it. Yeah. The inner part of you knew. It's this stuff. Yeah. Which is sometimes the hardest to deal with. <laughs> it is. Dang it. I mean, but that's where, honestly, the guilt version of this doesn't it doesn't work, right? No. But the loving, like you can say these same things and, and remind your family when you don't follow through with even looking in the dishwasher, it makes me feel like I don't matter. Okay. It makes me feel like I'm taken for granted. Right. And that's a lot different than saying, I do everything for you. Can't you even just look to see if the dishwasher is empty? Right. Yeah. It's the same. It's a different way of doing it. It comes from a different place. It comes from a stable sense of self. Right. Yeah. So what? what's kind of right now feeling good to you? What's something that is sinking in? So I, I think right now I need to just kind of identify these areas that are causing maybe the most resentment so that I can have those conversations and help together come up with a solution that can that can work for for all of us you know making sure that I am listening to what they say and not just coming with the this is the way that it has to be um letting letting them give suggestions and, you know, that way they can take some ownership for it as well. Because if, if it's just me coming and saying, you have to do it this yes. way, or I'm not going to feel <laughs> got it uh, yes. appreciated, then, I mean, it, and then also <laughs> not getting so upset when it just doesn't change right away. That's right. And allowing things. That's so important. <laughs> and it's so hard. <laughs> Like, okay, I told you hard. now, we've decided that this is what needs to happen. Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> so where that stability, right? Of like yeah. feeling more internally supported and that you are your yourself more often. Right. That's what will help you ride those waves. Because you're right. It won't be a one-time conversation. And also, no. you don't want to be the only one in charge of what things have to look like in order for it to be better. So I love this idea of you making a more collaborative approach of both helping them recognize what you need more, but also that you're not just going to be still like the pointing and telling them to do things certain ways. It's like, how can we do this better as a family? What ideas do you have? I think that's beautiful. I did tell you we were going to work more on like what these steps actually look like, but that's it. So you've already done it. It's narrowing down what matters and how can I start one thing at a time and working on bringing myself to these conversations and to these scenarios one thing at a time right okay i will tell you resentment will never completely disappear it will flare up and let's just look at it like the teacher that we just walked through today what is it trying to tell me i want how is it reflecting where i feel like i do not have choices and then how can i instead anchor into those two things to move through this better okay Sounds manageable. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. I I know you're going to get there. And it's like any other muscle. You know, it will get stronger over time. Your ability to work through it. And I think you're already doing great. 
So thank you. I'm really grateful that you take the time, Sarah. Thank you for being here. Well, I am so grateful that you gave me this opportunity. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you need to grow. I'll now share the progress pointers. These are the notes I took so you don't have to. And those on my newsletter get them in a graphic form each week. You can sign up at aboutprogress.com newsletter. Number one, resentment can happen when we feel underappreciated, undervalued, and even trapped in our own choices. It can manifest itself as either overreacting or shutting down. Number two, Resentment gives us information, pointing out what we want and where we feel we lack choice. Number three, we manage our resentment by anchoring into what we want and taking ownership of those things. In other words, choose your choices or make different choices. Number four, answers to those two parts become the big picture of why you may choose to step up as the change maker in your relationships. And number five, Begin by making steps to better support yourself and feel like yourself. Your do something challenge this week is to ask, what is my resentment telling me I want and where I feel I lack choice? Those answers are going to be the big picture that we talked about. I'd encourage you to check out an episode that I aired the first week in February, a couple weeks back. It's called The Number One Reason Why Women Must Do Habits Differently. And the reason why I suggest it is because It's about invisible labor, which we didn't plan on talking about, Sarah and I, before we went into this coaching call, but it was so evident throughout that this invisible labor bearing down on her was um, making her feel very unappreciated, unseen, and undervalued. And it's a, a labor that is important and we need to carry, but we have to do things differently in order to feel more supported. And speaking of support, this show is listener supported. To find out what levels of support and benefits you can get, head to aboutprogress.com supporter. My premium podcast, More Personal, is one of the benefits for the two high, highest levels, and it's honestly been such a joy to create. I just released a deep dive episode about Rachel Hollis that I know many people are finding super fascinating, and we're also going to soon have an episode about aging and my honest feelings on that. You can support the show for free anytime. Simply share this episode with someone who you feel relates to Sarah and what she's been going through. Thank you so much for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Um, yeah, it's, it's this, this, you know, complex kind of, what's that little Hold on, it's going to come to me the the toy at the playground. Oh, okay. Of seesaw. It's that kind of teeter totter. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But one of the things that she comes back to a lot in fair play, I lost it, Sarah. Hold on. <laughs> what was I saying right before this? This is how my postpartum brain works. I'm literally in the middle of a sentence and it just disappears. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.